Hey everybody, it's your pal Tony here. Wanted to thank and welcome you back to our podcast. In this episode, we sit down with the super talented Julio Reyes and have a really fun, inspiring, and cool conversation. Wanted to quickly mention that I'm doing a workshop, a still life painting and techniques workshop in the great Austin, Texas. Um, at the Maw Gallery, M-A-W Gallery, in October, October 14th through the 18th. So please come and join me and, uh, and come paint with me there. Uh, it's always a, a very intense workshop. I love doing them. Um, so definitely come and hang out with me there. It'll be super fun. Also, we wanted to thank... The fine, fine people at Trekel Art Supplies and Brushes. They're big supporters of the podcast, and we wanted to mention that they're running a contest. It's a um, pet portrait painting competition, and there'll be, you know, $1,000 in Trekel gift certificates. Actually, more than that, because there's um, different categories. There's an advanced, intermediate, and beginner categories. So really, everybody no matter what level of um, art making you're at, can enter this competition and win some gift certificates. Um, also, some of the Treckle Pro Team artists will be awarding prizes for their favorite choices. So there's uh, multiple uh, opportunities to win some 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 uh, gift certificates. So all you have to do to enter is um, get one of their their pet portrait panels. Um, they're hexagon shaped. They're actually a really cool shape. Uh, all mediums are welcomed, so you can do whatever you want as far as medium wise on these panels. The only thing is, en- uh, entries must be submitted no later than August 31st. So get going. So visit Trekel, T R E K E L dot com for more information. And uh, always thank them for their, um, again, continued support of uh, this very, very fine podcast that you are listening to right now. And as always, thank you all for your emails and comments and kind words uh, that we get, you know, via the internet or face-to-face when we run into people. It means a lot. We love doing the the podcast um, and... uh, we really, really like that. Uh, so many of you enjoy it as well. We have a lot more coming, a lot of really, really good um, recordings that we already have in the can. So uh, we look forward to rolling those out to you as well. Thank you for listening. Suggested donation. You good? Yeah, I can hear you guys nicely. I think, let's see, go, you're a little soft, actually. Am I so, right now? Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Microphone. You got to remember that mic right technique. Yeah. You got to know the mic yeah. technique. Yeah. Drop that shit. <laughs>
All right, it's it's starting off the rails. <laughs> yeah, but that's a good thing. But that's what editing is for. <laughs> oh yeah, oh. yeah, we edit this these like so it sounds super slick. Oh, okay, so no and we edit all the princes oh, out. Yeah, no. Here's another edit for Jay Brown. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Jay Brown, Brown, yeah. Brown, Brown, Brown. Jay Brown sorely missed. Oh, oh thanks, man. Oh. Well, kind of. Are we ready? Yeah, yeah. Rowan? All right, welcome to Suggested Donation. I'm Edward Minoff. I'm Tony Serenai. And we are at the FACE conference, and we are joined by Julio Reyes. Yeah, you just came off a demo. I sure did. Yeah, yeah. Painting on copper. Yep, it went really well. We were nerve-wracked at first because it was our first time doing a demo. Yeah. Ever? Yep, ever. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you seem pretty comfortable up there. Well, I think it's. I think we were comfortable because we've presented before. But yeah. Doing a demo and then trying to talk to people. Yeah. I like doing demos yeah. like when I'm teaching and stuff. I could see the nerve-wrackingness of it being in front of an audience. Yeah. But we paint so much. Yeah. And I'm assuming you just kind of fall back into muscle memory. And you're it's, like, tr- yeah. it's, it's true. It's the talking. And also, yeah. if you're not talking out loud, you are certainly like have a dialogue going in your head. Like, yeah. we never stop talking about like what we're doing. And like, you know, when you're questioning it, yeah. you're actually like going through like a conversation with yourself well that's true like during our demo our, our timer we had a timer going uh-huh. and we told everybody no, no no we'll keep track of time and model breaks and that just went to shit immediately <laughs> <laughs> like i was looking at candace and she just didn't even start her timer i was like <laughs> she started talking and then before you know it we're like drifting but you know i think what that did was just as soon as as soon as that went to hell you know we got our bearings back and mm-hmm. it was exactly what you said and when what he was saying is that you get your muscle memory and then you're just talking about what you're doing. Yeah. And you've done it so much. Um, and you actually, be, you know, when everything goes to hell, you kind of become a little self-aware because at that moment you you break that performance. Yeah. And then you're just real. Like the audience is watching you fuck up <laughs> and you're just like, hey, all right. So here, look, here's what I'm doing. And you just kind of break it down. It wasn't then, meant to go this way, yeah, but it's exactly. going this way. Yeah. So then we're just telling them what we're doing. And before you know it, we get our rapport and we get back in it. And yeah. It just feels natural because the knowledge is there. You know, you've done it a million times or, you know, however much. But, so, it's, but it's that realness that I think... I actually think people appreciate it's kind of, you know, one of the reasons why we even started the podcast is yeah. wanting to give a little bit more of a what it's really like to yeah. hang out with your friends and people you admire. Oh, for you know? sure. And um, bringing a little people into that world a little bit. So it's almost like breaking down, it's like breaking down the fourth wall. Yeah, to, yeah. I know there's a lot of people who like to keep up that. That facade? Yeah, the performance. I don't think it's necessary because what we do is so hard. There's yeah. not there's not a trick. Yeah. There's not some, like, slide of hand thing that yeah. maybe people think, like, oh. And I'm like, no, it's it's as hard as you think it is. Yeah. So when, you know, when things go a little, which is almost all the time mm-hmm. during the course of making a painting or anything is, yeah, things are always a struggle. Yeah. Well, it's like the 90% whole problem solving, right? Yeah, like, it is. you're either... Solving problems that, you know, because the canvas, there's nothing there yet, and you're trying to solve that problem, or you put something down and it's not right, and you're solving that problem. That's so true. It's all problem solving. It is. And then, then, you know, you realize, in retrospect, I think, when you're going through it, you know, I'm I'm trying to grab any life raft. I'm like, okay, this is going straight. (laughs) Like a storm. (laughs) Yeah. But you realize later, you're like, you know, them watching me go through that, and then either I'm getting in trouble in the painting or I'm getting in trouble with what I'm supposed to say or the cadence, but they see you, how you think, and then how you deal with those problems, you know, what solutions you come up with either on the canvas or with your color mixing or with what you're saying. And I think that helps them probably more than anything. So it's such an intimate thing. Yeah. And I think about like, 
you know, the old days of like where there was just blogs, you know, people would just blog and mm-hmm. you put out like press releases. Yeah, yeah. And then, the, you know, like the early days of podcasting, you hear people go on and they're almost like reading like a press like release. Like a script. About oh, them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I just, it's so cringy. And so when I heard you, heard you guys, I was like, that's cool to be able to just sit with people and just... Just talk to them, you know. Just well, I think that there's a model in podcasting, yeah. which is just like long form mm-hmm. conversations that go wherever they go. Yeah. Any like tangent is worth exploring because that's what's on your mind. Yeah. And also, I, I mean, going back to the demos, you know, the people who are actually there to get something, you know, instruction out of the demo, like them seeing you problem solve, yeah. it, it like. When you problem solve for yourself, you learn more than, you know, oh, yeah. any other time. And you're still like you learn yeah. more from the things that go wrong than the things that go right. Absolutely. And how you fix those things is so such a like incredible window into your thought process. Yeah. And if people see that, I think they I mean, that's yeah. probably like the best thing you could hope for if you're yeah. watching a demo is for it to go wrong. Yeah, I, I agree with that, actually. That, that's probably what st- starts intriguing me when I watch demos, because otherwise, you know, you kind of get what the steps are. Right. They're pretty similar with yeah. some idiosyncrasies, but you know, you know they're going to get there. But if start if, if shit starts getting real, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. just like you're like, oh man, I'd be sweating if I was here. You know, <laughs> like then you're like, I'm going to watch this. So you know, I'm going to get the popcorn. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's oh, a difference between But if somebody yeah. can then pull that together, yeah. like then you've learned something. It's true. And yeah. if and if they're able to give you a little bit of a window into yeah. like. Okay, this wasn't supposed to be. So, how am I gonna get this back on track? Well, mm-hmm. here I'm gonna go back to this like you know firm ground over here and stand there, and then I'm gonna start to reclimb yeah. and and yeah. plot my ascent from there. But I have to like go back a few steps. Yeah. Like that's really informative. And yeah. if it if it goes well, it's a performance and maybe it's exciting, but yeah. probably it's less helpful. Yeah, yeah. and I. I I think that sometimes the persona and the the high key drama that a performance like that will impart, sometimes it's a way to you can kind of hide behind it. Right. So if you do end up getting into trouble and people have to watch you and then, you know, see the way your mind works and go step by step in your thinking process for for troubleshooting, um, it you know. It, it requires confidence and not the appearance of confidence, but true confidence. Yeah. You have to be <laughs> <I'm> like screwed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to be comfortable with messing up in front of yeah. somebody. And yeah. I think the people that, I mean, the people even on a personal level that I know in my life that are just comfortable with being themselves, um, they're usually super confident and they don't, they don't necessarily have to prove it to anybody. Right. And so I, I, we try to keep that in mind, like go, going up on stage because I've been on stage where I was like, so green and young and just like man everybody's so good and i'm just like this like i'm gonna embarrass myself and you you so you have a flight or fight response Mm -hmm. and then you think that you have to try to act super super flamboyant or brave or anything oh and it's you you, have a beret exactly a baguette yeah yeah yeah. like throw it on a brush stroke behind your back (laughs) or between your legs you do that thing where then you turn the painting over you're like it's Jimi hendrix (laughs) holy cow (laughs) yep yeah some people do that (laughs) some people do that we're not gonna mention names yeah i know i know um yeah you could you could do that but it it is what you're watching is something highly polished right and even with guys like I'll mention his name because it's a compliment. Is uh, like Rob Liberace, for example. Yeah, yeah. You could tell that that guy, he has a highly polished performance, but I would say it's it's still earnest because 
you know, he's pushing himself and he's doing something in an excellent way. Mm-hmm. And when you watch him, it's undeniable, his ability. Right. But he doesn't, it doesn't seem like he's exploiting it. He really seems to be getting a joy out of sharing something that he does so well yeah. with the audience. He seems to understand, you know, what they're learning from it. And that, that's significant to him. It seems to me from the outside. Yeah. So when I watch him, I have total pleasure. I'm like, this guy is so good. It's like watching somebody who can sing beautifully, just do like a, yeah. like a cheetah hunt. You're yeah. like, man, this guy was born for this. But, um, you know, then there's the kind of cringy performance stuff that yeah. Candace and I, um, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather just not and try not to yeah. emulate that. But let's just see if I can be a little more vulnerable, you know, especially even if I'm up on a stage with. Well, yeah. I, I think the idea in the spirit of even what we're doing, yeah. I do think we're constantly trying to connect through our paintings yeah. with the like a finished painting. Let's say a finished painting mm-hmm. hang on a wall. Yeah. The thing I know I want to do is connect with people. Yeah. And why would that change even in a, in a demo mm-hmm. to change the idea that my goal at the end yeah. is to make a great picture and, and have that little bit of satisfaction of like I made something. Yeah. But really the idea is that I just want to co- uh, connect. Yeah. Um, so even in the, the creation of it, mm-hmm. I still want to connect with people. So yeah. if there's that realness, like we were saying, yeah. um, that vulnerability, because I know – I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty. I'm confident to a point, but pretty damn insecure too. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. So it's yeah, like, yeah. why am I gonna like fake it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know. No, I feel the same way. I'm confident enough to be insecure. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff and tell you. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not feeling so good. It's <laughs> happening again. I better go get the sequence cape. <laughs> Where are my boots? Yeah. So, um, and and again, I think a lot of that comes from the confidence of. Um, creating paintings for a long time yeah so where did you start um kind of like where did you start really i started i started when i was really young i mean Mm -hmm. like my first memories of just drawing like little i don't know what they were just they weren't really stick men but they were like little doe people that had like helmets and guns and (laughs) flamethrowers and dragons they're like yeah these they're surmounting an attack on this little yeah like a dragon (laughs) or something and they're gonna torch it (laughs) You know, so I, I would do that when I was in elementary school. Um, you know, I, I grew up in a kind of a rough part of Los Angeles, Boyle Heights area. Mm-hmm. And at the time, Highland Park area was like that, too. Now it's all the hipsters moved there. And yeah. You know, gentrified. Those hipsters. I know. <laughs> yep. So so when I was there, you know, it was, it was kind of an escape. Um, the cholos would always come to the gates and kind of harass the little kids yeah. and like scream shit at them and graffiti. And so there was always like this, you better watch how you dress and how you walk. But I think being able to find some buddies that were really into like comic books and drawing was super fun. Did that give you like credibility with people just that sure like did. you had this talent? Yeah. Yeah. It was like a, like, it was like a, like a magic trick yeah. I could yeah. do or like a superpower. And then that graduated You'll to like, my book. You're like, all right. Yeah. yeah. But, but then they were cool with you. They were. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would charge a quarter, man. I'd be like, you want me to draw Batman? I'd give me a quarter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. So I, I would draw a lot of comic, comic books, Wolverine and Batman yeah, and yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, and then I got to where I could just, you know, those, those comic book artists, they have this shorthand for anatomy. Yeah. yeah. So I, it's like that's how I learned anatomy was just oh, through yeah. comic books at a super young age. Yeah. So. Draw the Marvel way. Yeah. You start out with a blue pencil. And, yeah. yeah. No, I never. I've never seen that actually. To be honest with you, but yeah, I did. I you did know the book that we're talking about. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
Um, so, so yeah, I mean, Candace always, she always says like, how do you know, like muscle insertion points and all that? We didn't, I mean, we took some anatomy, but it yeah. was, it was light. It was cursory, you know, it wasn't really involved. Yeah. And I'm like, comic books, You're man. like Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Spider yeah. You ever seen Spider-Man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that dude is ripped. He is ripped. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, super I mean, yeah. lean too. So you can see Generally him. like superheroes <laughs> are ripped. Yeah. It'd yeah. be kind of funny to have a superhero that wasn't ripped. I think that would be well, much do. more interesting. <laughs> well, they have like the mutant ones that have just like mutant powers. And, That's like, true. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. But they're not <laughs> running around in like tights and underwear. Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately. But um, so you were doing a lot of that growing up. And I think that's so common. And so many people I talk to about mm -hmm. who is that you find like comic books or cartoons yeah. or, you know, I know I didn't have old master paintings or yeah. you had things. I did. <laughs> well, I had a little bit of it because you didn't know any, but it starts with these things that are just fascinating to you. Yeah. Puppets, like Muppets. How come sure. you didn't go into comic books? Like what turned yeah. you towards art? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I, it, it kind of ironically, my, um, my grandmother who had like a fourth grade education and she, she grew up in a very brutal household. Um, it's are, you, kind of, are you first generation American? Yeah, first generation American. Um, my grandmother was raised by a Cora Indian. Mm. Her mother was Cora Indian. So it was, it was really tough. Deserts of Arizona, um, but they, they came over from Mexico. So she told a story, just to give you an idea of what I mean brutal. Is like she, told, she would always tell a story about her sister, Lena. And she said, I always, in her kind of grandma voice, she'd yeah. go, I always felt so bad for Lena. She goes, I was so bad. But Lena, she was so good. She, she was so innocent. And one time she got in trouble with my mother, who's my great-grandmother. And we used to go like this to Lena whenever she'd get in trouble. And I go, why do you go like this? And she goes, and I'm... And for you're the, doing for the like a walking over. with the two fingers. Walking with the two fingers. And she said, because my, your great-grandmother would string her up with a rope tied around her waist on a tree branch over oh. a fire. So the smoke would suffocate her a little bit just as a punishment. Wow. Yeah. It's like waterboarding yeah. when you don't have water. <laughs> right. Smoke so here I am, like, you know, seven-year-old Julio. And she's like, yeah, we used to go like this. We thought it was so funny. <laughs> you know, I'm like, why <laughs> do you? Yeah. yeah, like when you find out these, what's at the bottom of these, you're like, wow. holy shit. That is you know? harsh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, life could be pretty brutal. And your clothes are stuck with the smell of smoke. It's probably haunts you. Oh, yeah. 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 So that lady, you know, fourth grade education, grew up really tough, you know, really hard person. Um, for some reason, she got it in her head that she, she went to the Norton Simon with my mother. And when I was a little kid, they saw that I was doing all these comic books. But she just said, you know what? I got you this book on Rembrandt, and I, w I want you to have it as my a gift. My grandfather did the same Isn't thing. Isn't that crazy? Old school stuff. Yeah. yeah. And she just thought that. I should have it, and I should look through it. How old were you? Uh, I think I was nine. Wow, was probably so nine. early, really so early, early, yeah. So I just—it's all I had. I mean, yeah. I didn't really—I wasn't self-aware about being into art. Yeah, I just kind of did it. Right. So, like, if there was a comic book or if there was a, a Rembrandt book, I would just flip through them just the same, and then I would just sit there and just try to copy them. Yeah, as you know, as often as I could. So for a quarter, you'll either draw a Wolverine or like <laughs> yeah. a Bachiba. <laughs> <laughs> That was quick, bro. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> I know, the bust of Homer. Yeah. <laughs> Got to pay another 25 yeah, cents yeah. if you want Aristotle yeah, in that. I know, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have like a tier. Yes, exactly. This is gold level. Yeah. Platinum yeah. level. That's a whole other square yeah, foot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
there's no free space here. Yeah, yeah. So at nine, you were yeah. starting to really look at Rembrandt. I was, yeah. And, and did you find that as inspiring as comics? You know, oddly enough, I did. Yeah. And, and I, I think it was one of the most innocent kind of joys. There was no like, you know, you get into art school and, and even drawing around your peers, you start getting attention for it. And then you kind of see yourself as like, I'm an artsy person or I'm, yeah. I have this talent. But at that age, it was just purely like, man, you know, you're, you're seeing something without any preconceptions and you're laying your eyeballs on the damn thing and, and you're enthralled by it. And I don't even, <clears throat> I have no art history training. I'm a nine-year-old kid, but it was still beautiful to me. And the fact that it spoke on that level, you know, that's probably why I decided to go into a classical training mm -hmm. rather than um, maybe doing something conceptual. Because the truth be told, I was a total jock in, in high school. And I thought I was going to play soccer in college. Yeah. That's kind of the trajectory I was on. You're still in good shape. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> when you were up demoing, I was like, damn, he's kind of jacked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I committed to that just like I, I committed to art, but... I found out, you know, I had a good friend that, that he broke his hip. He had a $2 million contract to play in the Bundesliga in Germany. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, he was on the national team, and he played for our, our high school team. It was a real kind of highly, highly competitive county. Yeah. And so I saw him lose that contract just like that. Just oh, like in a weekend game. He bro because he broke his hip. Wow. Yeah. Couldn't repair it, and then they didn't So he hadn't confident. started on the contract yet. He hadn't started on the contract, yeah. My son is actually, like, oh. starting to get his... his just turned 10 and yeah. he's starting to get like super serious about yeah. soccer oh, I, I love it playing. I love it that's cool my uncle was pro and my brother was pro are you serious yeah. I grew up my whole life playing oh. but it was one of those things where we gotta have a pickup <laughs> oh, yeah, game no. dude <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should just like watch some you know Premier League tomorrow yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my gosh oh no this I whole summer that. I just yeah. I was in this I mean when the um with the uh, World Cup, yeah. oh my the God. whole time I just had the. I would call know, Tony. He's like, I didn't get I mean, any work done today. Yeah, yeah, I was just watching. I was like, Yo, did you see Portugal playing like <laughs> yeah. Spain? That was crazy. And I would put it on like an iPad yeah. in the back of my studio because yeah. I had to work. But I would just listen yeah. all day, and then when I'd hear a goal, I'd like run over and because they replay. Well, it. you guys me, are my people, was, man. That's awesome. It was Croatia, and yeah. I was just like, What's up? Yeah, man? are you Croatian? Yeah, well, I'm first generation. My family's wow. from former Yugoslavia. So man. we were just like, I was rooting for them from the I beginning, them, dude. Yeah. The first game I saw them, I told Candace, I was like, these guys are they're killers. Good. They're like hyenas. Yeah, they were so crazy. fucking rad. I so good. I got inspired. You know, when I watch soccer, I'm like sitting, like contorting in the on the yeah. couch, like, <laughs> 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 like flashbacks. You know what's funny though is that I think the kind of art, like realism, yeah. I think for somebody who is into competitive sports or, yeah. or, or did that. I mean, like, we found, like, John DeMartin uh, played baseball, baseball very seriously. Wow. So did uh, Rob Liberace. Um, wow, no Travis way, Travis Schwatt baseball. played Division One basketball. basketball. Holy shit. I mean, shit. there are all these wow. people who are amazing athletes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and then they get into painting, and this is the kind of painting because yeah. there's something about, like, the hard work that you put in to achieve like yeah. greatness in sports mm. and the parallels it's like a between, parallel to what like, we're doing. Yeah. yeah, and I think it translates to everything. I, I mean, if you decided yeah. to drop everything yeah. and go to law school next You'd year, you'd probably be if you great applied, at it because yeah. it's the same application of what you how you take your art so seriously. Yeah. You probably put well, it if you the decided that you loved the law, like yeah. if that was your interest and you were passionate about it, sure. you just apply the same and then it almost becomes an art form. Yeah. I, I, it becomes elevated to yeah. something greater just by your like devotion to it, I, your love for it. I think that's well said. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly because you know, you tr you're coming from a tradition, just athletics, where there's 
There's no messing around with the fact that somebody on the other side is going to do everything they can to defeat you at whatever you're trying to do. Yeah. And, right. you're, and you're trying to do the same. And so there's these objectives that you have to meet. And then there's a way to train that feels as though you're making some kind of progress. So that develops certain principles and values that you have in order to achieve that aim. And I think if you're looking at like the postmodern landscape where it's very ironical, <clears throat> people are very cheeky and, and sarcastic about everything. Yeah, every no there is no there is no juicy center to this there's yeah. no over, overarching themes right i think if you're an athlete and you look at that landscape it feels so arbitrary that it doesn't it doesn't reflect to you how you measure progress how you feel good about yourself how you gain confidence because confidence comes from achievement and achievement is measured usually by certain standards that you have for yourself really and, and you're getting tested yeah you're getting by tested a, by an opponent who wants to wants you to yeah. fail iron sharpens iron absolutely and I, I think that artists that are at your guys level that you know are, are people here at this conference is you, we talk to each other and we see each other's work and you do get competitive. Yeah. I, I think there's a little bit of moxie. I would, I would argue there's a little bit of moxie in every artist where it's kind of – I always tell Candace it's like the UFC fighters where they're, they're always like, I think I can kick that guy's ass. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, but there's a little bit but of that. There's also, yeah, yeah. But, but you, there's I almost feel like we need a yeah. little bit more of that because yeah. I think a lot of the people in our world uh-huh. – are really nice, really approachable, and I think that's great. Yeah. But on the other hand, I think in terms of the larger art world, they like the world wants stars, and they want yeah. people to be larger than life. Mm-hmm. And when you're approachable, it's almost. I mean, I, I wouldn't be anything but who I like. I can't yeah. be anybody else, yeah. and I, I certainly don't have the. I don't know. I'm just not built for that. Yeah. But I, I think it wouldn't be a terrible thing. I probably would hate the person, yeah. but. It wouldn't be a terrible thing if there were more people in our world who were like a little bit more of like a boxer's mentality. Actually, Cesar Santos yeah. has, you know, because yeah. he was a boxer. Yeah, he was. He's a got a little yeah, bit Yeah, he's like golden gloves, I, Olympics. Yeah. 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 I absolutely Jeez. love that quality sure. about him that he's just, he's, he's yeah. just got that. You yeah. Know, There's a know robustness there. Yeah. You know, you don't feel like. He's going to wilt if you say the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might punch you. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've seen him throw accommodations. Yeah. It's, yeah. He's fast. Yeah. yeah. No, I like that. There's like a there's like a mental fortitude. Yeah. And I think that <clears throat> I think a lot of people go through art school. I think two things. They go to art they go through art school and they're going to they're going to need most how to know how to be entrepreneurs. And they know they're actually equipped least with that. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to, how to solve that. I just know that that seems to be the case. Yeah. Uh, and, and then also the kind of mental toughness because it's not easy making a living at art. It's a hustle. Yeah. And always. Even, it is always a hustle. And you're always having to invent how you promote, how you yeah. get your work out yeah. there, where, what you're going to paint, what subject matter you're going to focus on, trying to cloud out the things that are going to just distract you, and then trying to focus on things you know, see in the future because sometimes you're just swimming to keep above water. But all those things require like some real gut checks with you, with your respective spouses or, or family. Yeah. Or even if it's just you, that's that could be even tougher, you know. So that kind of toughness is like, man, you know, I, I, I look at young artists coming out of art school and I, I, w- I wish there was a way to impart that to them. Like yeah. maybe maybe just scare the shit out of them first so that I they over-prepare. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. like, man, it's going to be rough, brother. Like, you know, <laughs> get, get strong. When I teach, like when I first, you yeah. know, meet young students at the, at the Grand Central Atelier, yeah. like I, 
I mean, I, I try to give them, and when I interview them, I, yeah. try, I just basically try and talk them out of it. Because if there's any way that <laughs> yeah. I can talk them out of it, yeah. then they're not passionate enough about it to, to stick with it. And I've yeah. done them a huge favor. Yeah, and if, I can see that. If they stick with it, well, you know, yeah. then I, at least I've said my piece. Like yeah. I've said, this is never going to be relaxing. It's never going to be easy. Every yeah. painting you sell, you're going to think, okay, yeah. this is the last one. Yeah. Nothing else, you know, from now on, it's going to be yeah, seriously. a struggle. Like, yeah. it, I mean, I think people have to be aware. And, yeah. and that, like, the hardest part, the, the best part of the job is getting to, like, be in your studio and paint. Mm-hmm. And that's why you do it. Yeah. And the hardest part of your job is all the other stuff. Oh, man. And Absolutely. all the other stuff adds up. It yeah. takes How do time. I keep doing this? Because this I love. Right. <laughs> This shit is a right. fucking dragon, you know, yeah. it just takes so much. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to go away because even, you know, depending on where you are in your career, you yeah. know, people might come up to me and think, oh, you, you've you've made it. You're yeah. like, you're kicking ass. You're this person. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, but I'm, you know, struggling the same. It's yeah. different, yeah. but I'm still struggling with the idea of just... I just want more time well, in the studio. Well, also everything, yeah. and I mean, you're probably dealing with this right now, but yeah. life... As you get older, it mm-hmm. gets more complicated. And yeah. when you have kids, yeah. like all of a sudden time like to be in the studios at a premium and time that you're actually awake in front of your easel, not like oh sleepwalking, is, it's, it's so hard to come by. And yeah. I, I, that's another thing I try and tell students is like yeah. if you can't show up on time when you're paying <laughs> a school to hire a model yeah. for you, yeah. like – when you have kids mm-hmm. and yeah. – or, or maybe yeah, you never sure. have kids, but, like, when life gets a little bit harder, when you're dealing with, like, filing your taxes or yeah. getting another extension because you yeah. can't file oh, your taxes, man, like, you yeah. how are you like going to get <laughs> – how are you going to motivate to get in front of the easel? Sure. Like, how are you going to do that? Yeah. If you can't do it now, it's nev- it's only going to get harder. Yeah, and it's true. It's like – you know, there's a lot of politics on campus, too, about, yeah. you know – who you let in and is there a standard, you know, for <laughs> some of the, some of the people, the schools that, you know, purport to have um, a threshold of who they allow in, but you know, they're going to want to, they're going to want to tell you that you're great and that you should pursue the full education. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> I think, I think that attitude after you've seen people shuffling through class and just dealing with it, like it's an extended high school Yeah. and you're just like, man, you know, this is tough because you're you're dealing with all of these ingredients that are just magical, especially if you think laterally like an artist does. You know, mm-hmm. you're all over the place. But, you know, you need to learn how to think a little bit linearly. Like if somebody says, can you do this amount of work in this time? And you say yes, like you have to fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah. yeah like that time will then come back to, to you. problem yeah, solving. You are closer <laughs> to that deadline every day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you have to solve those problems. Um, and I think that there's this illusion sometimes in art school that we're, it's like a puffy cloud of, of everybody feels really good because yeah. you're sharing all these ideas. Backpats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man, the attaboys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you, you're building these castles in your mind, you know, and everybody's so stoked on the ideas. And, you know, all that, I, I felt like all that shit just went out the window as soon as Candace and I left Laguna College. And we, we did get some gems from there. Yeah. <clears throat> but, but only on... Only in retrospect, you know, when you reflect on it, you're like, these were the things that really I'm holding on to. And I'm going to take them on this trip with me because right now I'm like working in a ghetto, cleaning bank repossessed homes and carrying a pistol because 
there's some fucking hood, yeah, hoods out there. The hood, yeah, yeah, and they're looking at me like, what are you doing here? And there's crackheads in the houses, you know? Yeah. Like, So when you're doing stuff like that or whatever part-time work you're doing that's a slog or miserable, and like you're saying, then the kids come, and it just keeps getting more complicated. Yeah, It's like, how, how do you start solving those problems? And then if you're married, like, how do you communicate with each other and not have that break down as well? Because there is pressure. Oh, like, yeah. My wife's pregnant. I have a little baby. Nobody's going to nobody's going to make this nobody's going to earn right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. nobody's going to go out there for me and make some sale happen like I I have to perform, I have to yeah, do this. Yeah, you have to deliver for your family mm-hmm. like. Yeah. And what's funny is that when we're um when we're talking about this, one of the it almost sounds like, "Oh, why why are we all doing this?" and it sounds like a bummer and it's too hard. <laughs> but the thing I do want to add is yeah. There is, by the way, no, 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 it's the best thing. I would never choose anything else. No, but it's the rewards you get from it yes. are so fucking high. Yeah, that's that true. it makes it worth it. As much yeah. as there are those times when it's kind of stressful, yeah. miserable, whatever it is, yeah. is that when you create something, yeah. and it and you know you put your your all in it, and there was nothing before yeah. you had this. Epiphany or inspiration or, you know, obviously the most of it is just hard work. Yeah. You have like a moment of inspiration that goes away really fast and there's a lot of hard work. Um, when you do that, mm-hmm. it's so rewarding. It is. So it's like yeah. I, I always want all, you know, whether it's students or people or even my, my colleagues and yeah. friends, is it, it's worth it yeah. because the end result is is something that I think, when yeah. you know, when we're going to check out. Yep. I can look back and be proud and be like, I, I did this thing as hard as it was, yeah. man, I'm glad I did that. Yeah. You know, Cause it's awesome. And I, honestly, the idea of like when I, I, when I first met you, you were yeah. showing at Arcadia yeah. in, when they were in New York and I just go around and you know, I'm an artist, but I'm a fan of art. Yeah. Um, and I just walked around and I was like, these are awesome. Like yeah. I, as of now, as a, as a audience member yeah. was going around your show yeah. and I was happy. So it's like the influence that we can, you know, whether it's just beauty, just entertainment, Mm -hmm. moralistically, whatever, that we can, that we have the ability and skill to put out there is worth it to society too. So not only is it a personal thing, I think we actually can. So it is worth it. It's just that it's just hard. It's a hard thing. And what Ted was saying is it's cool that you would impart that to somebody who doesn't know yet it's hard yeah. it's going to be hard and it's amazing because anything that's really usually worth it is no hard. it's true it, it, yeah. it, we're talking about we're talking about trying to make a living out of it mm-hmm. but i think when you're thinking of just creativity as a as a broad field of intrigue for people and just being creative even on your own like if they're not trying to make a living at it you know then that conversation kind of changes in terms of pragmatically how to proceed yeah, yeah. but yes then you know, then it's beautiful. It's like the most beautiful conversation you can have with yeah. people about creativity because literally you, you are, because you're uniquely you, you're living out these archetypical things, right? Like I, I believe that. I believe that there are stories that just get retold but in different ways because each of us are so unique. And the story is so good that it's worth, worth exactly being retold right, right? over and over. Yep. Yeah. So whether it's uplifting or, or, or more existential in nature, it doesn't matter. It still moves you, right? Uh, take me high, take me low, but don't leave me unchanged. Mm-hmm. And so that comes – like how, do, how, does, how does that come to be? I still have like a childlike awe about that. Like 
out of nothing came something, right? Yeah. So no matter what you want to say, you're taking this inanimate object and these materials and you're weaving meaning into them. And now all of a sudden this physical thing is delivering this content to you. So that it's almost like a mirror of a human being. There's like a conscience and then there's a physical presence that communicates that. It, it embodies it, right? Yeah. So painting has the same thing. I'm not saying a literal conscience, but I'm saying there's an intellectual life that you're tapping into. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling the contours of your mind and your personality. And that thing is so beautiful. Like, like the fact that somebody could touch your brain like that, yeah. just like that Rembrandt book did to me at nine yeah. years old. You're like, wow, that gave me like a... It just gave me a pathway. Yeah. It gave me something that it uplifted me, inspired me. It took me out of the, the ordinary and showed me something extraordinary, right? Yeah. So that, that process, you're right, I think it's beautiful. To see somebody else's work, to be totally moved by it, you don't always fully comprehend it, but it speaks to some part in you, and I think it's worth investigating what it speaks to. Yeah. yeah and, it, and that's how I feel about the way I, when I deliver work. I, I, I have utmost respect for the kid looking at my comic, Per se. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody approaching my way is like they have their own story. Yeah. They, you have you guys have your own history that you're bringing to bear on this. And like uh, I think Van Gogh said that a painting will only go as deep as the person viewing it, right? So yeah. I can take it far, but you know other people they come and they'll see things in it that you don't even yeah, understand yeah. about yourself. I love that. Yeah, yeah and yeah, you yeah. and you can see that with other people's work. You know, you're you can start, especially if you're familiar with it, you can start perceiving some of their thinking process and what they're doing and and then just how brilliant the human mind is really especially when it's not self-aware or somebody's not putting on that performance like we were talking yeah. about yeah, yeah. but if in front of their easel they're showing that same vulnerability but intelligence at the same time yeah and then the, the soul you know the heart like they're they're truly inspired you can't put something into a painting that you don't first have yourself right mm -hmm. so so that to me is like it's like fixing up your own house before you can go around and fix you know help absolutely fixing up other people's houses yes. and stuff like that yeah you, know? you have to fill you have to it's fill always yourself gonna be a work up. in progress but it's like mm -hmm. get your shit not straight because yeah. it, it doesn't mean but almost like yeah have a sort of foundation yeah. that you can leap off of i dig that yeah, i like yeah, that yeah. a lot yeah i i totally uh, resonate with that yeah yep you, you're you're filling yourself up with something in order to pour it out, you know, and mm -hmm. that's that's I, you, you have to do that work. There's no way around that. Yeah. Like you guys are saying, you just are what you are. There's like, yeah, you can't even conceive of putting on a performance like that. The more mature you get, I think when you're young, you want to just kind of like fit in or impress somebody <laughs> or, you know, you're like, who do I got to impress here to get <laughs> fucking forward? And, like just get some momentum. So you do that. And then little by little, you kind of start settling into who you are and you and then you gain a little confidence with some achievement and then you're just like okay if you watch me on stage fumble through my presentation you're I'll, like I'll yeah be okay i do that it. in my studio by the way <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. all the time yep you know absolutely. and then there are other times when it's it's a straight road and it, yeah. it just worked out nicely mm -hmm. and it's i wouldn't say it's rare but it's not all the time you know there's a lot of times yeah that it happens and most of the times it doesn't yeah like there's a fumble there's always fumbling going yeah. on you were mentioning about the story that somebody would come in and see in your work yeah um do you think it's important to try to make your paintings narrative um to try to weave in a story because i we were this is like lately a thing that i've been talking yeah, with ted about is this idea yeah. that that i think um, we're wired for stories yeah. as human beings. Yeah. We love stories. We love being told stories. We like to make stories because sure. I think it's just a way that we deal with yeah. life. But that's such a broad it, idea. Like there's so it helps many it, weave our like, way stories through, through can life. come in so many forms. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like um, 
it, it can just be about how the painting is made. It yeah. could be, you know, what's That's in the painting. True. And I, I mean, it seems like you yeah. like are really interested in the idea of, of like the painting having a soul. Like mm -hmm. there's a story just in the soul that you're sure. trying to kind of weave out of yeah. dirt and oil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah. Um, is it something that you try to put into your paintings, like consciously to be like, I want this to be a narrative or is it like, I don't yeah. know, I'm just trying to like. Uh, not necessarily. Uh, I would say that that even if you're thinking, like even when you look at abstract work, which I enjoy I've, visually, yeah, you know, same. there's a there's a lot of work that I I really love, you know, but but what it is is that those abstract shapes, those abstractions, whatever they're working with, whether it's just color or flatness or the materiality mm -hmm. of the surface, whatever it is, those things themselves take me back to a story. Like they'll evoke something in me. You know, mm -hmm. I'll see like a Brock and I'll see just the dirt that he mixed into the paint, you know? Uh -huh. yeah. And I'll be like, that's a good color for dirt. That reminds me of like when I was a kid and we go to Arizona yeah. to a ranch and everything was just dirt and dust. And you know, like, I'm just saying that's kind of how, yeah, like when yeah. you taste food, you're like, man, that, that reminds me of my childhood, right? right? You hear music. Departure yes, point. Boom, exactly. Right back to like a moment, you know. Yeah. So in a way, it, I think it kind of gets back there to a kind of story. You know, I think people when people think of stories, they're thinking of like literary. Yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. You being know, like uh -huh. you know the beginning. Here's the yeah. here's the climax, <laughs> yeah, and then exactly. here's like it all solves <laughs> yeah. a nice little bow. Yeah, that it has to be go. like super pedantic yeah, and yeah, like yeah, you yeah. know formulaic. It doesn't have to be that way. I. I but I do agree is that you always get back to some kind of meaning and value that comes in the form of how you live. Yeah. And you live, you live in flashes. You live in space and time. You know, you're moving through space. Things happen sometimes linearly and sometimes in memory and dreams. They happen, you know, nonlinearly. Yeah. So all those things, if they can be evoked in a painting, whether it's directly – kind of having like an implied narrative, maybe where you feel like something's happening and the, and the composition is playing with that a little bit, but it's still ambiguous. Mm -hmm. um, or if you're just dealing purely with abstraction, I think it's beautiful that you can access, you can access those stories yeah. through, through both mediums. I also know. think it's a way to back to early on in the conversation, mm -hmm. the connecting thing. Yeah. Cause I think everybody realizes that we all have a story and Absolutely. if you can put something out, which is like, Oh, I know what that's about, mm -hmm. you know, or I, I understand where the, mm -hmm. he or she's coming from. Yeah. It's also why when, you know, when I, let's say when we first met, yeah. um, it was like, I feel like I know you, yeah. you know, cause it is that <laughs> this connection, yeah. there's a story in there. You're going through things, you know, you're doing these things, I'm doing these things and yeah. you'd meet other people. I'm like, Hey man, yeah. you know, outside of like, Hey, I like your work. Yeah. <laughs> but I, there's this. Thing. So, sure. it's, it, again, it's that idea of that we, we throw out these stories and yeah. I think we can kind of – Yeah. You, we we glean each other's sensibilities. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, your, your interests are in a region that I love. Yeah. It's like I like that. It's, yeah. like, a, it's like being bathed in a warm light. That <laughs> make, you know, no, really. Yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. you are bathing me in a warm light of your smile. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, but, but you're, you're, taking my, you're taking me to a place where I have certain connotations. Um, that are resonating with where you're coming from. Yeah. And you're presenting it to me in such a novel way that it elevates me out of the mundane, you know. And, and that, that does, it makes you feel familiar with people. Like you can read about artists and just be like, man, this guy, you know. Like I feel that way with Wyeth sometimes and yeah. even with yeah. Rembrandt. You know, I just just what happens in their life, like the, you know, like, like Wyeth, there's this, 
when you read his biography, he talks about like not wanting to have a kid. And mm-hmm. he was kind of like a, like he was like a child about it. Like he just pouted like crazy. <laughs> yeah. and apparently he would walk on the other side of his pregnant wife on the street, you know, just oh. like, this is not happening. I do not want to have a kid. It'll ruin everything, you know? And there's, there's looking at Ted right now. <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah. Well, no, but kids are great. Kids are great. <laughs> kids are great. All right. We'll just leave that there. Kids are great. <laughs> But I, you know, you you're like this is this is this is real. This is what how an artist lives. This yeah. is what they go through. They are existing in the real world too. Yeah, and it's very easy to forget that when you're an art student, um, that all this this beautiful song, right? It's like it reminds me of the brass bulls in Rome, uh-huh. where they torch people alive. Yeah, just so they, they could hear them. There. them yeah, yeah. To sit, hear you know, scream. hear them scream. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's gruesome, but in a way, art can is sometimes. You know, and that's kind of an analogy for making art. Sometimes the creative process can be painful; it can come mm-hmm. out of pain. But you do make a music that, you know, hopefully can help other people. You know, yeah. And I yeah. think the pain—I think the pain is doesn't necessarily have to be morbid. Mm-hmm. I think it's just an understanding that life can it's be hard. very brutal. Yeah, life is hard. Yeah, and yeah. that people are always looking for solutions. So you have a hole you need to drill. I have a drill possibly for yeah. you, right? Like, yeah. there, and that could be matters of the heart. It could be heartache. Of, of just like your physical experience, like not having money for things, whatever it is, those people come to seek solace. I think from music and the arts, you know, opera, right. whatever it is that you're into. And if you if if your story is somewhat human, somewhat human, if it's human, <laughs> if it's coming out of your life, and you're not well, trying to Tony, it's somewhat human. Well, if you're not trying to stuff it full of all this arbitrary shit, that's not really you. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's coming out of your own voice. Um, I think you can't help but have a lot of those ingredients in there that people can just glom onto and go, oh, gosh, that, that resonates, you know. So yeah. are your paintings like about your – they're about your life? Is that like you just yeah. – how do you come up with like yeah. – how like how do you come up with what you're going to paint? Yeah. I mean obviously you, you paint people. You paint people in spaces. Mm-hmm. And like how, how does that – like yeah. how do you arrive at like – how you want to present that yeah. and, and what is it? I mean, it sounds to me like you're saying it's sort of, it's, it's in some way autobiographical, mm-hmm. maybe not in a literal sense, but maybe metaphorically. I think that's a good way to put it. I think, I think, you know, I'm working things out in my own life, my own memories, right. dreams, associations that I have, and just being open about that and being, letting them kind of pass over me fluidly and being like a, you know, sensitive like to every antenna. quiver. Yeah, like an antenna, right? You're trying to pick up all those frequencies. And it's like you go to places that are familiar to you and just what we talked about with ingredients and food r- making you remember things. Like that's that's from experience. Like yeah. I'll pick up on that and I'll just obsess about it if it makes me feel powerful, if I'm moved by it. And it could be a material or it could be like – it could be a location or it could be a person's face or they're mm-hmm. just the way that they kind of carry themselves, their cadence and countenance. And that will remind me of something that maybe I experienced. And it might not remind me of someone I experienced, but maybe this person has a really easy way about them, but there's a hidden brutality there. Mm-hmm. And that kind of personality reminds me of a lot of stories that I heard about my grandmother and my, my mother's mm-hmm. background and that kind of hard life. And there's some dark stuff there, but there's also a lot of light. Right? Yeah. And so people are complex. It's never just like one or the other. Right. And so how do you capture that complexity in a way that has meaning to you visually and you're using the ingredients of your daily life? Because I don't necessarily think that you have to 
go move to New York and paint New York, yeah. you know, to be spectacular for people. I think you can, you can find miraculous things right around you. And it's because they're pregnant with all those connotations. Mm -hmm. But if you listen to them and you just absorb them, I think that you can be sensitive to yourself and really learn something about why, like why I always think that, why the hell can I get that out of my mind? You know, like I had a good friend, we don't speak anymore, which is unfortunate, but he was a buddy of mine. We were so close in high school. And I did this painting that was about that time in my life. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, a redheaded kid with a fire behind him. And the, the title oh, yeah. of the piece was called Grass Fire, right? And it basically was a memory of, of us going up. There was, a, there was a big fire that broke out in the Glendale area next to Los Angeles. And we just went up there to go see it. And we just kept going up to the, the fire trails and getting closer and closer. We, we went past the cops. And then we we got up there where there was just like embers where the fire had yeah. been through. Yeah. And from Glendale, you can kind of see down into Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then you see this fire in the distance just moving, of course, in that direction, but these glowing embers. And then this guy I was with, he was, he, his personality was such that he was super brilliant. And I was very close with him, but he had like this side of him that was very dark and he was a very resentful guy. Um, his family had gone through a lot of adversity mm -hmm. uh, and there was a part of him that almost relished. And I'm talking about in a serious way. Seeing he he relished suffer. in the suffering. Yeah. yeah. And, it, yeah. and I just remember at that time being a little disturbed by it, but yeah. not knowing that, you know, when you're 19, you're not, you're not thinking this way. You're right. not going, yeah. wow, my friend, you are a complex human <laughs> yeah. being. You're, you, you know, I, I feel like you're relishing in this pain in yeah. some exquisite way. It's like. So dark. Yeah. It's not like that. It's in yeah. retrospect. When you get older, you're like, man, who would do Looking that? Looking back you know? on that. Yeah. yeah. You're like, wow. Yeah. I, I don't like, yep. that's the side of this person who mm -hmm. was so important to you that like you can't reconcile with exactly. your values and that can't reconcile is important because it's like a part of the chaos coming in and your brain can't i can't arrange it i can't place it somewhere so that's probably why it's rattling around in there for a while and i think those ideas can last and they, that's kind of a darker thought but there are there are uplifting <laughs> things too there's uplifting things too that just but they're hard to do, you know, like Dante's Divine Comedy. It's yeah. like everybody reads The Trip to Hell, yeah. but everyone's like, ah, yeah, heaven, angels, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, I think it's a lot tougher because, because life is mostly hard, I yeah. think, for the world and even within our, the course of our lives. We have these fleeting moments of ephemeral beauty and inspiration, mm -hmm. but mostly it's, it's, it can be a slog, you know. But it can the be tough. relativeness of, you know, if we kind of agree that, yeah, and I think most people would be like, yeah, life's tough, you got to work. Mm -hmm. But – those moments of beauty yeah. shine hard because yeah, it's in comparison. Yeah. So if you know that, those, that's why I do think, and especially in the arts, mm -hmm. painting, sculpting, music, whatever, literature, those moments yeah. are super important. Yeah. And yeah. you know why I think we do what we do, why we care so much about the type of painting we do, we're doing, yeah. is that I do feel like there's that's a moment. Yeah. And because I, I, I don't want to say it's like, oh, because it's so dark otherwise, yeah. but because of this kind of what might be um, not a standard, but mm -hmm. it really elevates how yeah. important those moments are. And yeah. I, would, I would love it if more people really kind of recognized. But I think that's part things. like that's such a critical part of just human nature that yeah. like we just are like we have hope. It's just in us. Agreed. And like we... It's remarkable. Man. It is, it, and it's it's like unshakable. Like yeah. I mean, it is shakable, but it's 
in a lot of ways. Like you see situations where you just can't imagine mm-hmm. anybody like finding anything positive, yeah. and they do. Yeah. And there are beautiful stories about that. Yeah. And it like you recognize how absolutely unlikely it is that we would even exist here mm-hmm. and have this conversation. And yeah. it's so like just beyond moving. I mean, it like is. you can't. There are no words to yeah. describe that feeling. And yeah. That's part of those paintings too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I mean, you said it very well. Both you guys did. Is that's exactly what I love about painting people because, you know, everybody has that going on where yeah. they 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 are, you know, they're a dandelion growing out of the concrete, so to speak. And yeah, and th- that resonates with me because that's kind of the family lineage that I grew up mm-hmm. with, and we would all get together and tell stories about it all the time. You know, so it just becomes part of the ethos of of your childhood. And so it imbues everything. And so there, so then it has a texture, you know, and you can recall that shorthand and that texture is what you're saying is that, is that the beauty, the, the miraculous part is that people still persist in yeah. spite of all that. Right. Yeah. It's not to obsess about how hard it is, but how hard it is. It just gives you some sense of how spectacular and, and amazing it is that this moment of beauty, yeah. you know, this insight or yeah. this, this, this will to, to survive and to thrive is. Well, know. and also that, like, that adversity mm-hmm. is what, I mean, that's the drama in life. Yeah. I was, um, uh, I went to my uh, my first grader, I have two kids, one's yeah. in fourth, one's in first grade, and I went to his, like, parents' night. Yeah. And the teachers, I mean, he's in this amazing class, and the teachers were talking about uh, the curriculum first, first, and a big part of it is uh, humanist art. And in particular in Italy, uh, in the Renaissance, and they were defining humanist art as the struggle of humanity, you know, against some adversity and ultimate triumph. And so, you know, like Leonardo was born illegitimate. He was denied education. He was denied status. And he fought against that his entire life. And, you know, I mean, every artist, but Caravaggio just fought against his very nature. Like he was couldn't control – I think the teacher was sort of presenting it like yeah. he really wanted to be good. I don't know how true that is, but he wanted to be good. He mm-hmm. just couldn't control himself, and yeah. he did horrible things. Yeah. And, uh, you know – Yeah, that's – that's. I love that because – because I mean, I think that's why sometimes I'll, I love incorporating people within a landscape because context is so – is everything. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, so you, you, you're not only struggling with, from without you know, dealing with circumstances, but you're also, you have this internal battle with yourself. So, so it's infinite in both directions, right? Yeah. It's like you have, you're looking at an infinite sky through a pinhole in one direction and then back into the, into yourself. And I, like Victor Hugo talks about that. I mean, he waxes very poetically Mm -hmm. about it in books like Le Miserable, where he, where he is showing you the battle and how infinite it is and how grand this battle between good and evil are, right? Like, is this guy going to steal is he going to be bad or is he going to try to do well and help this little girl? And, you know, those kinds of things, those internal battles are, I think, are, they're real. Yeah. <laughs> we all have them. It's like you can't stop them sometimes, especially yeah. when you're late at night painting in your studio. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, a worth, it's a worthwhile thing to get up and just like look at my son and go, okay, I, got, I have to work. I have to yeah, move gotta, forward. Yeah. I can't just live in this, you know, <laughs> in this stupor or just be frozen by it, you know. So the fact that people just 
they do get their shit together yeah. and they can make it and like that you're making beautiful art. You know, somebody told me like make art cause you have to, not because you, you want to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's probably pretty, a better that's that's model. Yeah. 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 So I want to take the, uh, the latter, but yeah. I think the, the, the first one is probably a smarter one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it kind of goes into, for me was there's a certain amount of talent that, you know, we probably all had pretty mm-hmm. early on. But you, you know, we all probably agree that you know talent only gets you so far. It's yeah, not, true. it's not quite as powerful as no. we thought it was when we were kids. Yeah. So good work ethics, learning, you know, yeah. getting in your studio and and knowing and you know, in so many ways for us, like how to sling paint around, yeah. so it yeah. makes sense, so you can control it. Yep, absolutely. So the so when you were studying, was it something that you recognized that you had to work on to have to be able to have the language like the the, the yeah. technical ability yeah. to have the language to to be able to um represent what what we're talking about because yeah. a lot of what we're talking about is really more in it's like inside mm-hmm. philosophical yeah so to have the ability to do it yeah and do it well at the standard you want yeah. that's in your head is that something that you were really trying because i i yeah. think your 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 paintings are really beautifully drawn and really beautifully painted and everything. Yeah. Well, that's a great question. Uh, that actually brings to mind a lot of things is, um, during, during school is like, you know, you're coming out of that phase where you're impressing people with comic book drawings and then you get into art classes when you're in high school mm-hmm. and every, you know, I was, and you're the best out of everybody. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, people are like, you should do it, you know, cause yeah. I was really considering yeah. going and playing soccer and yeah. there's like, no, no, you should, you should go into so a lot of kids in my school actually were getting plugged into art center. Um, but they were convincing me that I should try it. And I thought, you know, I don't know how to do anything else because I was a horrible student in, co- in a high school. I, I did not get good grades. Yeah, yeah. I was just so bored to death with <laughs> class. Like, I, So I was just – I kind of fit the stereotypical jock thing. And then going to – But also the system I think yeah. is kind of – you know, this is a different conversation. But sure. I think the system's kind of made to break people, you know, to not let you yeah. – I heard somebody, I think it was Elon Musk recently when yeah. he was on this podcast. It was not this podcast. Wow. He was on podcast. <laughs> Some other one called Joe Rogan. We haven't, we haven't released like, that yet. I think he has like three or four. But he was saying, yeah. I think I think it was him, that children are just born curious. Like yeah. when you see a kid, they're curious. Yeah. They're always curious. And that doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. But the way that we deliver education mm-hmm has like some soul crushing element oh, man, that like said it. it just it yeah. kills that yeah. and it's it's like if you deliver the information in the right way yeah. kids stay curious yeah. yeah i agree i when in school i think if i knew if it was just a very simple outcome if it wasn't challenging and interesting to me like if it like the best teachers were the ones that would get me interested and motivated yeah. like like check this shit out this yeah, is yeah, so yeah. cool like my, i had a biology teacher who was like that and i just got so enthralled but boy, if it was just like a um, teacher that was going through the motions and just, here's what you're going to do. Here's your test. I'm going to give you the answers. And then you just show up on Friday and just write them down. And I would, that's I wouldn't stand- do it because it would be the, the most boring yeah. shit I <laughs> could <laughs> possibly imagine. That's still the standard. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like uh, 80 years old and yeah. it's an old system to create workers. Yes. Yeah, I agree. You know, just fall in line. It's I changing agree. in places. It is I mean, changed, I think yeah. that pe- there are very serious people who are working really hard to yeah. kind of make education maybe a little bit more hands-on mm-hmm. where you're like I mean, they're just fostering that sense of curiosity yeah. and and teaching kids how to harness that to yeah. learn rather than just 
rote, you know, memorization of, you know, dates yeah. and names and things that you're supposed to think are important but you can't connect to. I mean, yeah. when you it's delivered right, like mm-hmm. history is the most interesting thing. Oh, my I gosh. Mean, yeah. It's fascinating. Or, yep. you know, English class and reading literature, is, like – it's so engaging, particularly yeah. when you get out of school and you're just doing it on your own because yeah. you are curious That's again. That's true. But if, if they can foster that yeah. curiosity and, and kind of not destroy it by, yeah. like, deadlines and, you know, yeah. all that stuff. It, no, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, that's that's that was my experience with high school, even though I went to a really good high school. But when I got to college, you know, art was still just a way to impress people. And mm-hmm. so – and I just thought that's what you did to get good and to get good grades, you know. Yeah. So, so I was pretty arrogant when I first got in. As soon as I realized that I had a, a certain amount of ability, mm-hmm. and I'm not very proud of that because I, I really had a shitty attitude as a student, and I, I think I, I, I didn't allow teachers to kind of teach me, oh, and, to, yeah. and I didn't allow myself to be enthralled with any process. I was looking for tricks. Yeah, and I was so looking you can for get effects. Immediate. You can dazzle people, yeah. yeah. And so I would kind of do that. I would do it in a very aggressive kind of way in class, and I'd always want to exert some form of dominance. Right. Not that I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Getting in there, like, I'll beat you. Yeah. And I'm not saying I did. Like, I'm not, like, (laughs) I'm saying that was my mindset, and I don't think it was a great one for learning at all. Um, And then I I started developing a relationship with certain mentors. And I remember there was one professor who, really kind of took me under his wing. And one of the first papers I wrote to him, I was already kind of like a sophomore, I believe, and I was really arrogant. And I thought I knew it all. And so I was writing all these proclamations about things that I believed. And it just came back like covered in red marks. And he's like, Julio, there's such a thing as passionate thinking. And, you, you know, you have to make arguments like that, that, <laughs> that kind of rigor, right? Right. Like and structure it if you're going to. Yeah, exactly. And so he kind of introduced me to a whole different way of approaching art and not trying to exploit it in order to get some immediate gratification, but to try to, try to see it as a way of life, mm-hmm. to see it as a means to kind of engage with life more deeply, to commune with nature, whatever you're interested in. Yeah. So he was deeply philosophical and he taught aesthetics there for a while. And then we became personal friends and he, he wrote a book about Van Gogh and that influenced a lot of my thinking. I started reading Van Gogh's letters to his brother, Tio. Those are ama- amazing. Those are amazing. Almost a better writer than painter. Like yes. His letters are beautiful. Unbelievable. And, and I just so be, inspiring. Yeah. I'd be so moved. And that's right around the time that, you know, I started reading like Thoreau and then Candace and I moved up to the woods where she grew up. So that's what I told you that story <laughs> where I wanted to chop down trees. And I, I chopped one. Well, I tried I bucked <laughs> a fallen tree that was dead and decrepit and I tried to buck it with a, with a, with an, with axe. an axe and I was like and you're like this is way like, too hard never, my hands no. are all calloused and I can't yeah. paint I'm an artist not a, uh, like no. an outdoorsman seriously I, well, I bought a chainsaw and I'm yeah, like this I winter feel. I'm Technology's gonna good. yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna buck these trees and, and quarter them so that we can have wood for warmth and after one winter that I was like you know I'll fuck just go to the that store and buy some. we can yeah. buy a yeah. quarter like, of wood yeah. yeah I'm like this art thing has to work man like it must work so I was all in I am not a woodsman but yeah I, I then started, I think, what was more of my real relationship with what art was to me. And that was a means to just live in a more engaged way and to, and to work some of these things out in a way that created something useful for the, for the world. Like, right. I, I don't, you know, there's a negative way to take care of all of these the angst and the, and the memories and, 
and you could you could you could drink it away, or you could be self-destructive in numerous ways, or you could make something beautiful with it, and and then hopefully somebody else sees that and to see it as a real communication, and just like communication with us right now, like. I'm not sitting here trying to manipulate you guys. I'm just sharing with you. Yeah. And I kind of see art as the same thing. It's like, I don't want to hit it too too hard on the nose. And that's not easy to do when you're first learning how to put pictures together. Right. Like, when you're first learning how to compose the elements of your life into some sensible order that has meaning for people, um, you're going to be clumsy. And and it just takes a while to get in the groove of how how you like to abstractly move things. Yeah. And, it's also hard like to, to figure out what has meaning for you. I mean, like, yeah. how do you, like, and, and then how you represent that visually. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's a challenge. Like, however you're trained, yeah. however you study, you get out. And you've been doing things yeah. that you're told to do or you're doing things that other people are doing. And then you have a period where you just have to figure out, well, yeah. what am I going to do? What yeah. do I have to say? Like, yeah. what, how, how can I add to this? Yeah, that is not an easy process. Really tough. Yeah. yeah. How, did, how was that for, like, how did that go for you? Like, how did that? Yeah. Well, that, that, was, that was, you know, those were the times, like, right after you graduate, there's going to be a period there where you have to go through that. And those yeah. are... Those are pretty tough days, like, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, because you, you have, like, you don't have a good job because you're an artist and you're <laughs> trying to do, you know, you're trying to work part-time and, and paint at night. Right. And then you don't even know what you want to paint about, really. Yeah. Because you're, you're still in that process of self-discovery. So you're, like, bottom of the totem pole at every, like, family barbecue. It's like, so what have you been up to? You know, it's like, well... I did this little painting, yeah. you know, I, did, I spent a month on this yeah. and I'm not, I'm not sure if it's really my voice or what, but <laughs> you, make, you making money? You yeah. making money? Yeah. I'm like, exactly. uh, yeah, I'm fine. You're making money, yeah? That's I'm like, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Family barbecue. I, I got a cousin who's good at art. Yeah. And I'll have him call you. you. Should, like, <laughs> I know somebody who has a coffee shop. Yeah. They, like, you can put your art there and I'm like, come on, dude. <laughs> totally, totally had that, man. You know, Candace's... Kenneth's dad is like a this big guy. He's like yeah. a big backhoe operator, this construction dude. And so salt of the earth, salt yeah, of the yeah. earth, man. <laughs> so being around that for a while, you know, it kind of because it's kind of like sit in the back of a pickup truck and drink beers and smoke cigars and talk talk about life with these guys, like him and his buddies, and they're all like, you know, repairing bike, you know, motorbikes and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. that's my thing. Um, is it? Yeah. Really? You like that? Yeah. Man, I, well, I don't know. I don't know shit. <laughs> I mean, I know a ton, and I'm not going to rebuild the engine. I yeah, do like yeah. oil change, brake fluid, all oh, that stuff. Oh, that's cool. But, uh, well, I wish I had some of your base knowledge of it. I could throw that around. Just but sprinkle the fun- it oh, yeah, just that to you get in do, there so they're like, like, you're one of us. Yeah, exactly. You're a problem solver. Like, yeah. like, if you had a bike, you'd yeah. figure it out. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, I mean, I you can figure it out yeah. like your that's your skill is problem solving yeah. and it doesn't matter whether it's on a canvas or whether it's with a motorcycle yeah. like you'll figure it out that makes sense to me it does well at the moment well at that time i was just trying to figure out how to i'm like what can i say to these guys like how can i <laughs> how, you know but we fit in nicely like yeah. I, i'm used to being around guys from the days in, in athletics like yeah. just locker yeah. room stuff so it was a good fit and i think they saw my work ethic was um, was there it was intact like I was really trying to make an effort and and move things so we would always share with them like new you know new steps new awards that we'd win like look we're you know yeah. not that I needed to please them but there is that aspect of like yeah I'm taking care of your daughter you know I'm doing yeah, the best I can yeah. to just be as good a husband as I as I can possibly be yeah I mean I don't know if you guys have have felt that in in your relationships oh, yeah. Like, yeah it's 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 something that yeah. is an important 
philosophical idea of like mixing, not mixing, um, balancing. But those are also figured out. There's the. I mean, they become your family, and it's important to you that like what you do, what's important to you, resonate with the people who are closest to you. That's a great point. Yeah, I I think that that kind of stuff keeps artists grounded. Yeah. not that you would do it to be grounded in a self-aware way, like, yeah, that's going to keep me base if I do <laughs> yeah, that. Because otherwise, <laughs> But you do, um, you know, communing with people and family and having obligations that are outside of the art world um, <clears throat> have, kept, have kept me pretty sane. Mm-hmm. Because we'll, we'll meet familial obligations and... It just takes me out of my head, you know? And, like, right now, my, my son does that for me big time yeah. because you just, you're up and then you're dealing with life as it's coming at yeah. you. And, and there's no time to sit there and just, you know, just ponder your navel forever. You're, <laughs> you're like, man, this baby is throwing up a lot and it's all over me. And, <laughs> and he, I'm out of purple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Where did Candace put the diapers? He just shit himself. Wipes. I need wipes. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Stash. We're yeah. out of wipes. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Costco. <laughs> yes, yes, totally. I mean that right now. I like got twenty twenty one month old. <laughs> My goodness, man! It's Good crazy. for you. It's so hard. Isn't that the greatest though? I mean, even in spite of all the heartache, it's the best. Yeah, the, the but difficulty. it's so hard. Yeah, you know, because. And and it's one of these why I like to get together with my artist friends. When we yeah. we spend so much time in the studio alone, yeah. and I like it. But it's we are wired to be around. With the pack, yep. you know, whatever yep. that means. Um, so being around other artists who I can say a couple of words and not be incredibly eloquent about how in describing it in such a beautiful, like, yeah. understandable way. Yeah. I can say a couple of, I can grunt a couple of words and you're like, <laughs> yeah, I, I know, it. I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> yeah. about. And there's, there's a comfort in that sure. for me because, um, because I, we all know how hard it is. We also know how important that part yeah. outside of the art is like yeah. one of the things like when, when I had kids, it was like my duty is to make sure that these kids are good and that they grow up to be good, you know, contributors to yeah. society, Absolutely. you know? So that type of stuff is always, um, um, uh, important to, to balance, you know, yeah. back to that whole idea about ba- balancing. And stuff. Yeah. Cause I think it's, I think it's very easy as an artist to become selfish in that, in the regard. Oh yeah. The, I think know, by nature, I we, mean, it takes some yeah, of that for sure. It does. I have to make a, sometimes yeah. a conscious like yeah. effort to be like, I think I'm being selfish or now I gotta, I gotta, I, I, I can't. Right yeah. Now. yeah. But you have to be okay with it at times. I yeah. mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, you, you, you pick and choose done. your battles. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Because, you know, um, people are reflecting back to you yourself to some extent, right? Like at least they're reacting to you and you're getting some feedback of like, am I being weird right now? Like, <laughs> and I think artists need that. Um, but then being able to have enough experience with that, like to pick and choose your battles, like you said, because, you know, otherwise the art won't live like the, the, the career, whatever, all that stuff that stems from the initial inspiration in the studio. I want it to be genuine and I want it to be, strong and effervescent i i if you don't fight for that you know if you don't bear down sometimes and just really make time for it you know if it could very easily just slip away because you're just like man i could just i want i could just go be a real estate agent and yeah or you know i could go make get a lot yeah, more money <laughs> get some benefits somewhere <laughs> yeah. like i'd make a i make a good living and i could just go camping you yeah. know for like on the weekends and just <laughs> you'll be do, you'll be turning off your brain a lot more yeah. and some people are okay 
with they're okay with the idea that they just turn off a lot more and i think yeah. i think we're always on i mean we yeah. talk about like in the middle of the night being like you know we were having technical I, I issues mean, yeah. you know we were having technical <laughs> issues with the equipment here yeah and i was just like i can't like I have to fix this thing. Yeah. Holy cow, that was and insane. it's that same yeah. like yeah. obsessiveness or neurotic yeah. thing that yeah. we we're kind like of all have a little bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, oh, I gotta take it apart. Yeah, I, gotta I gotta put it back together. together. <laughs> but instead of figuring out like why is it? It's not working. There's something wrong. There's yeah. like things are not balanced, and yeah. I kind of want to give it. So we figured it out, and when we were walking over, actually to get you, yeah. Um, like arms raised. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> we, we had a little moment where I was like, I figured it out, and it's. Yeah. You know, I see I see these things in in art and and that yeah. idea of just like even when it's downtime, yeah, out of the studio, it's not really downtime. I know, you know, I know, I know it's crazy. It even like when you're addiction. with the family yeah. and the kids, yeah, it's not always downtime. Yeah. So I have to sometimes make an effort to yeah. make it downtime so I can concentrate on my daughters. Yeah. You know, but even that it takes. But even it's then, hard. like it doesn't shut. Like it doesn't always. Shut I make down. bread for my kids, yeah. and I'm like obsessive about that, and like. <laughs> They only eat my bread pretty much, and it's like, you know, 60-hour sourdough. I made the culture myself. I grind my own flour. Like, I get anything that I just decide to do, like, all of a sudden it's going to be, like, I'm going to go deep with it. Sure, But, you know, the one thing that I always come back to is is painting. Like, like no matter where, you know, whether it's fixing my bike or baking bread, like, Mm. I, I, that, whatever that is gets applied to everything. Yeah. But it like I'm painting is the thing that I just yeah, you know resonates when, with you most deeply and one just... of those other things kind of like I'm a little less into this right now but yeah. I'm, like painting is just a constant and it's been there for so long yeah isn't that fascinating man? I think we're just nerds yeah right maybe yeah. that's just the yeah. bottom line we're, yeah. we're overthinking <laughs> well, this you're thing. a jock so you're yeah. an yeah. asshole yeah. Like like in the wild yeah, you should like be pushing yourself <laughs> in the face you should be giving yeah. you should be giving Tony a wedgie right now <laughs> I, was a, I was I was a skater <laughs> yeah. I saw you guys I felt super aggressive I was like I was like the table over yeah. <laughs> we, start, we start getting all puffed out, yeah. like pissed off cobras. Just like, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I'm not sorry. really a nerd. I'm not a nerd. I, I'm not a nerd. I don't know what yeah. you talk about. Yeah. yeah. I didn't make my own bread cultures. Yeah. 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 Nerd. Start doing push ups. You could never need bread like I need bread. You hear me, brother? Your crumb texture will be nothing. <laughs> It won't be light and airy like mine. Seriously. You're Look, going down. Throw this water right in your face. <laughs> I'm like, boys, uh, boys, yeah. guys, come on, let's stop. You have to break us up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, we're super nerdy, man. I I, I like that. You I, also, but you, I know, um, you know, we were talking about life, and mm-hmm. I, I know for me, and, and we sort of reconnected pretty recently because you moved to uh, Texas. From, yeah. And you were in L.A., right? The whole time. We, you're like a... <sighs> L.A. Well, I was like bo- born and raised. I was born right? and raised there, yeah. And then uh, Candace and I met in college in Laguna Beach area. Yeah. And then we lived down in Laguna Beach for a little bit in Orange County, and then we and then that's when we moved up to nor- Northern California, uh, north northeast of Sacramento near Lake Tahoe area. I didn't know you were up there. Yeah. So we were up there and Did you go skiing. I know. I, 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 What's the reason to be up in Lake Tyler if you're not going to go snowboarding? <laughs> to paint. Or go like hang yeah. out at Dahmer, yeah. like Dahmer's Pass yeah. and be like, do you know the story? Yeah. It's pretty gnarly. <laughs> no, there's so much cool stuff yeah, there. Yeah, it's super good. Yeah, I jokingly say to be in my studio and paint. That's why I live around all this splendor. Cause like beautiful the, mountains. It is gorgeous, man. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I mean, we used to go on, on paint breaks. We used to just go for hikes and we would have our our pick of unbelievable trails yeah, to do that. Yeah, yeah. So it was a big deal to move. Um, 
my family had all uh, migrated out into Texas because yeah. I have siblings that were in the military, and yeah. then that's where they settled. And then that's where the kids came. So my folks were like, we're going to go where the grandkids are. Yeah, we're going to so, be closer to them. And then you got to bring the grandkids to them because yeah. there's nothing better than grandparents when you can come to you know, a face conference in Miami. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, not man, have no a screening doubt. baby and <laughs> no get doubt. to sleep in. It's, that <laughs> is so true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true. Um, yeah, shit, man. We almost brought my mom to, to come help us with the that's baby awesome, here. That's awesome, actually. Oh. Yeah. That's but, like the good, thank God you yeah. Oh, yeah. you mean if you brought them? Because you didn't bring the kids with you here. No, no, no. Yeah. No, yeah. We're, oh, so you're real good now. Yeah. Yeah, we're super good. Yeah. <laughs> we can get shitty and go jump in the pool. Yeah. I can smoke two cigars <laughs> in the bedroom, you know? Oh, I was looking at the cigars at the uh, yeah. walk-in humidor We there. should get some you later. You get near yeah. the pool Tonight. and I tackle you in there. We're like, yeah! <laughs> yeah. Bro time, yeah. <laughs> Although, to be honest, if there was a soccer ball, I'd be like, yeah, you want to go Oh, my gosh, yeah. Fun. We I are know. in Miami, though. There's a bunch of Cuban dudes who will start, like, playing with us. Oh, and yeah, like, That'll be a They'll good game. They'll throw down. Oh, oh, yeah, they're good as shit. <laughs> that's funny, man. One time I was – I had just uh, I had just made the transition to focus on solely on art. Uh, it was my, my senior year in high school. I was like, all right, I'm going to dedicate this year to be an artist. And so that summer I, I remember working on a construction site. I was dating some gal who – or some lady who had uh, – <laughs> uh, her father was an architect, and he had a couple of work sites around town. So he said, hey, why don't you work on it just as a gopher? Just go, you know, pick up wood on the, with the, for the framers and just take it up where they need it. Clean up around there. So it was, it was hard work, man. They were putting like two houses on this one property. And I was taking like huge planks of wood up and down stairs all day long. And I was exhausted. And these, the whole crew was Mexican guys. So I would watch them play cards. And I don't know if they knew that I understood them, but I was yeah. just kind of <laughs> just listening. You know, it was like, it was like Antonio Banderas and 13th Warrior. Yeah. He's like, Tran-. you know, <laughs> he's, he's, yeah. just makes How do you know our language? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and they would play pickup ball on, uh, at lunch. And at lunch, all I want to do is just lay down on a shady yeah, tree and just like douse tired. myself in water. And we were out. I'm like, all right, man. How good could these guys be? They were fucking <laughs> rocking it, man. Yeah, yeah. They were doing, tr- you know, tricky shit. And yeah. I was like, these guys are excellent. And we're just playing like on rocks and pebbles. Yeah. I was exhausted. I a sit, summer of that, I was like, I'm I sit done. on the side sometimes when I would like, uh, you know, in Manhattan, I'm walking. I yeah. see some pickup game, and yeah. I'll just stop, walk, walk slow, and watch. And I'm yeah. like. And I'm watching their technique. I'm like, oh, they're good. Yes, yeah, it is a, like the level of athletes. Yeah. Yeah. Like when they make it to the pros, yeah. is like you can't even. Fa- I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it is. How like how specialized the yeah. skill set becomes or yeah. has become. Like it used to be that you know, probably even when we were kids, yeah. that like professional athletes were, you know. I like mean, when occasionally they were, it would be like a mailman who all of a sudden like a side gets, job. you know, does a, a tryout for the Mets and he gets on it yeah. and then he's like, all right, you know what? I'll, I'll leave the mail job behind and I'll just, for a I'll couple go. Years, yeah. yeah. And that, that was, a, that was, you know, sports yep. and it's like so intense and specialized. It and, is. But, but when the analogy that when we get into like debates about people being like, why are you trying to paint? Like, why are you trying to paint well? Or yeah. why, you know. And yeah. I'm like, because it matters, too. Oh, you know, man, I care yeah. a lot about the philosophical. I care about the conceptual. But I care about how well things are made. <laughs> to do well. something in an excellent way. Yeah. And yeah. it's like when, when they don't understand, I'm like, well, why would you go see, yeah. you know, the professional, a professional football game? Or, or, or why would you go see a star play yeah. and it, they fill stadiums? Because you want to see somebody who's, who yep. he or she are playing at the top, yeah. at the 
best level in yeah. anywhere. Yeah, exactly. That's where it, it people want to go see that. So yeah. why would it be any different in art? Yeah. Like you want but to I, try to be great uh-huh. at something technically uh, as well. Yeah. That's what's sort of exciting about right now is that there are so many like really young people who yeah. are like getting access to like some sort of instruction yeah. on painting and they're getting good when they're like yeah. you know John Singer Sargent was you know you see his drawings when he was 12 or 13 yeah. and you're like holy cow this guy was like Amazing. he was groomed to be what he became Amazing. from like a yeah. you know preteen yeah. and i think that's happening yeah. and you're starting to see that same thing that happened in sports happening yeah. to you know to our kind of art which i i can only hope yeah. will mean that the platform will get so much bigger yeah. for all of us i hope so too because i think re- i think it will enrich culture and as not even just on the the macro but talking about individuals like yeah. really caring about people is that if everything's ambiguous or cynical, like if your whole value is to not have value, yeah. which is kind of which is kind of a thing, a kind of contradiction. Yeah, yeah it, is. Thing it is. Right it now. is right now, right? It's I mean, very look at the prevalent. news. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if that's if that's your deal, then you have no metric for for advancing in something or perfecting something or becoming excellent at something, and I think that sometimes that might rub people the wrong way. Um, I don't know why. I think it's probably deeply psychological. Yeah. Like, like maybe because you're really good at something, it offends me. Or maybe I, I want to be good at that, but I don't know how. But, I th- but more than that, I think that like you, I take my son, for example. I know he's going to be at an age where if I gave him just absolutely no rules and zero guidance and told him that this was neither here nor there or better or worse approach to do anything, I think he would go insane. Mm-hmm. Like literally go insane because if this is not as – if this is not bad and this is not good, then how the fuck am I supposed to make progress in my life for the goals that I would like to achieve? Mm-hmm. And when you give some structure like that, when that's when you can see it, it's like, hey, man, you're trying to grow this crop and you're not using any water. Watch, just watch this. Let's just water it yeah. for like three or four days and then boom, miracle, right? Yeah. Like why wouldn't you want that for your child, yeah. right? Like all of a sudden you can take all these raw elements, the sunshine, soil, and rain, and you can make crops grow. And then, and then that's so rewarding, right? Because that's what you were trying to do. But if you just let them sit out there and play in the mud and say, figure it out, you know, figure out how life works, figure out how painting is accomplished figure out how to grow crops, I think he would just give up in about two seconds. He'd say, this whole endeavor is bullshit. Yeah. And he'd be pretty resentful about it. I or think. they'll figure it out a little bit, mm-hmm. and it'll be a big, big effort to get yeah. there. And they'll probably just get only so far. Yeah. So the, the, the gift that we're given from people behind us yeah. for years yeah. are we figured out some things. Yeah. Start off from here, yeah, and absolutely. then keep going, yeah, because it's progression, yeah. it's it's evolution. Yeah, pass it along, pass it along, yeah. And it just seems that when I've gotten into debates or, mm-hmm. you know, people are like, "Burn it all down." I know, burn yeah. down. Gotta the start from burn scratch. It all down. Gotta start from scratch. And it's like because you can do you that. You will reinvent but, it, right, and yeah. with your benevolence <laughs> and incredible mind, mm-hmm. yeah. you're going to restructure society for us, and it's going to be yeah, because you're perfection. that special. And by the and way, like, really? we're looking around; mm-hmm. it's not perfection. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're it's all aware it's progress. pretty yeah. messed up. It's always going to yeah. be a work in progress, yes. and I'd rather at least get some footing. Yeah, it is a, a footing that has been 
hard-earned. Mm-hmm. And I want to go from that point because yeah. there's such a big road ahead of all of us mm-hmm. that I kind of just want to get on the road because it's so hard already. Yeah, I'm building off of knowledge. I mean, that's what great athletic teams or great families, like great organizations to communicate and to transmit you know, that culture, that culture of excellence, whatever it is that worked for you, why wouldn't I want it to work for somebody else? Mm. They can adopt it. They can, they have their own idiosyncrasies. They might take this or that, but at least to give it to them and give them a shot at probably achieving some of the results that I have achieved that have been beneficial to my life. And just also not having the hubris to think that, for example, anatomy, painting, just a little bit of formal training. We don't use the same prescription for everything. All of us that have had some formal training, But my goodness, like to try to just sit there and, and go, I'm just going to invent it all on my own. You have to be the most rare, extraordinary genius, which there, there might be. But, but to, it's like – But even that the, rare, extraordinary genius would of be that wasting is a lot of their time so when, trying they could, to figure it out. Exactly. when they could actually take like this thread mm-hmm. and then go so much, so farther, much further. Like yeah. standing you know, way on top of this platform as yeah. opposed to building a platform. And, yep. Meaning you know, the, 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 rare, uh, the rare genius mm-hmm. is going to be a genius. Yeah. Regardless, yep. so and that is more rare than I think. The word is thrown around way too, way too liberal. You know, just, sure. it's just thrown around way too easily. <laughs> but imagine what that person, yeah. he or she, could have done oh, if they had with a, that. With yeah. you know, if Shakespeare had the English language at his disposal, then he could he could break even new horizons, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. if he's got to like. All right, where do we the start? Yeah, exactly. Syntax. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. start with <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But it just seems yeah. it's unfortunate because it seems like that's pretty common in most things. Mm-hmm. Sports, music, even music yeah. in the arts. But when it comes to like visual arts, it kind of yeah. gets it gets a bad – it, it kind of yeah. – And but we it's see changing, differences. I think. It is, I but really do think for that. so long it was like the exception. Yeah. You know, it's like if somebody's going to build a car, yep. they're going to – move on and try to get the best new technology and create the most beautiful cars now. Yeah. Not to say that you can't look at cars in the past and be like, that's amazing. Yeah. But the idea is that it's not you're not trying to buy a shitty car sure. or a worse car. Yeah. You're always trying to like create, like yeah. to say the manufacturers, create a more beautiful car, mm-hmm. a more appealing, a more that's right. divine yeah. idea. And in the art world, they're like, nope. Yeah. The funny thing too is that it's not like – I almost feel like people like to, you know, create different groups and mm-hmm. pit them against each other. And I, I almost feel like <laughs> we have up. more yeah. in common with abstract expressionism because mm-hmm. it is it is sincere mm-hmm. than I do with a lot of uh, realism that's being made now because uh, that realism is cynical yes. or it's like they, they hedge and they're like – well, I'll paint realistically, but yeah. I'll make it ironic so that I can, you know, yeah. at least like nobody's going to think that I'm like a sappy, like mm-hmm. idiot. Yeah, exactly. And so you, you hedge and, and then there, it, like to me, yeah. I have more in common yeah. with de Kooning, yeah. who I really have no interest in. Mm-hmm. But I have more in common with that than I do yeah. with uh, – yeah. I, maybe like John Curran. Sure. I, I just I like I look that. at his paintings and they look to me like he's sort of tongue yeah. in cheek about realism and yeah. he's like, well, I'm as good as an old master, but I'm not going to try and do that thing. I'm going to do like that's Mad stupid. Magazine covers. Yeah. And yeah. I, like to me, that's yeah. I, that's not what I want to be grouped yeah. with. I don't, I, and I don't feel like yeah. I think there's a fundamental schism between. Mm-hmm his belief system and mine. And yeah. I think that his belief system leads us culturally 
and I mean just society or the world as a whole, mm -hmm. to like a horrible place. Yeah, to, mm -hmm. to, to, to throwing out treasure as if it's nothing. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I, like, I love that you said that because one of my favorite books is uh, the, artist, the Artist in His Studio yeah, by yeah. Alexander Lieberman. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you read guys like um, Kandinsky mm -hmm. and Matisse and Brock, and you read some of, a little bit about their life and a little bit about the things they're inspired by. Yeah. And you're like, the sincerity is there. Yeah. That even if I am not a big fan, I, even if I can say, you know, your, your work in, in actual execution, formally speaking, doesn't really speak to me about what your ideas are. However... At least on your ideas, I can commune deeply yeah. with you because you believe in the beauty of life, right? Right. But if if you don't if you don't have that, it doesn't matter what style you're working in. I, you're, I think you're exactly right. Is that that's the big that's the rift today, and I think I think it is a kind of battle because that's what we're doing when we make art is we're spreading what we are, right? So if you are pathologized, then you'll spread pathology wherever you go. And if you say, hey, life is fucking meaningless. Didn't you know that? <laughs> Tap my son on the shoulder and go, hey, this is all bullshit, yeah. man. Don't try that. I was, I get the fuck away from them. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, like, my goodness, there's so much beauty in this world, despite yeah. how difficult it is. And I see that. I see people make commercials about how having a kid is going to fuck up your social life and you'll have no money. So don't do it, you know, like this zero-sum thing. And I'm like, man, you know, I was up all night with my wife and we were just in tears and our baby was colicky and he was throwing up all over the place and we're looking at each other just like, our baby. He's <laughs> <laughs> so cute, you know, hugging each other and just the little tear wells up, you know. And you're like, this is like a reward that I can't even measure for yeah. you right now. I can't tell you how beautiful it is. And, and I can't put it down on paper. It's not monetary. Yeah. And so there's this value that we're all dealing with like that. It's the real treasure of life because it affects the heart. And your heart changes the way you act and what you value and what you build. But, the, but it's parasitical, I think. In my personal opinion, people can shit on my point all they want. <laughs> but it's parasitical to always be the person that shits on other people's points. Yeah. And tears down their castles that they built. But you don't with build hard anything. Work, but you do not build anything. Yeah. Like it, we were talking, somebody was talking to me about Duchamp, you know, and they were saying, "Yeah, he's always so sly and he's cunning and he's brilliant." Why you know? is that the, 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 the <laughs> biggest prize yeah. for the art world? Yeah. Is like sly, clever, uh -huh. and, and uh, witty. Yeah. No, but also subversive. Ah, uh, there you go. That's it. Yeah. yeah. It's like being a scam artist. Like that's what makes a great scam. Is that what we're rewarding? Like, yeah. are we? Let's get the best and brightest yeah. scam artists. Give them paintbrushes, or yeah. they won't paint. They'll yeah. just build things in rooms and yeah. call it art. And yep. let's give them just the reins, and let's see where that goes. Oh, it goes to a dark place. But we're there. Yeah, <laughs> we are. We are. And, and you know, and the truth is, is they risk nothing with that sarcasm because they don't put anything genuine on the table and say, "That's where I'm at." That's, yeah, that's yeah. where I draw the line. That's how I feel, and. Just unequivocally, that's where I stand. Those are my ideas, and I stand by them. They won't do that. They're just going to slip out of it, and there's never any recourse or repercussions. And I don't think they want that. So for me personally, when somebody plays that game with me, the word games and the meaning games, and well, aren't we just living in a goat's stomach right now, man? You know, it's like co college well, art Well, wait a second. That, that happens to me. <laughs> that, that is a legitimate yeah, yeah, yeah. That the earth is flat. Yeah. So it's either or. <laughs> it is crazy, though, when you yeah. get into physics, like how abstract, like, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. yeah, I, I won't. I won't bore our <laughs> listeners with, but I, I recently came across somebody. I'll just say this one thing: that yeah, yeah. they they did some experiment that uh, shows that 
proton i mean um photons uh-huh. have mass wow that seems like just insane just to like where your mind can take that yeah. is if it's if it's true but yeah well i i think that's the that's the beauty of the like the physical world is not no matter how much we learn about it right we we just keep discovering new horizons yeah. and it's amazing to me that the early philosophers like aristotle and socrates that that they kind of still understood that and the and the big broad strokes that there's always going to be mystery in life yeah. you know like like it doesn't derail my sense of a faith in humanity or 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 in you know the world being stable that tomorrow will come you know i'm yeah. not so relativistic that i've lost that i've lost that but some people want to play like they are and you, the, but it's just what's the word it's academic they actually live in a way that they value their life they value the things that they're into they value even trying to tear down your fucking argument you know they're yeah. into tearing down your shit but then they say that they don't believe in anything and right. you know not you know nothing's neither here nor there and i just I have i don't have a lot of respect for that really. yeah and you i, know, I actually nothing. i think it's a it's a trap that yeah. uh, a lot of the people at conferences like the face conference can fall into yeah. is you know rather than say like hey we're for this kind of art this beautiful art they they get kind of hung up on well, that other stuff is, you know, it's, it's yeah. like you just get angry about the other stuff yeah. and you forget that, like, yeah, I see that. we're here getting to do, we're mm. so lucky to get to do this thing yeah. and it's beautiful and it has meaning for us. Yeah. And that's all that matters. Like, yeah. I would love to have our work hanging in the Whitney, but yeah. it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like, we're still getting to do it. Yeah. And that's the thing that we want to do. And it, it, like, It'd be great to get loads of money. It'd be great to not have to worry about like insurance or stuff yeah. like that. But like, on the other hand, yeah. we still we get to do this thing. Yeah. It's that's that has all the meaning in the world for yeah. us. Yeah, it does. It does. I, I know what you're saying. Like, th- like to to act as though we have this mandate, like we're owed a spot somewhere. And I I, th- I think life doesn't always work that way. Like, yeah. I think that what comes to you is more of like this uh, this magnetic pull as a result of you you becoming attractive, you becoming dynamic. Like if this if this circle of the art world has people that are truly inspired, then then hopefully that's infectious. And then those things start arriving as a, a good alternative. But to see it as like mandated, like you automatically need to put us into the Whitney, you know, right. just because we're figurative art and you don't have that. I don't I don't know if it really I don't know if I jive with that idea. But I I, I was gonna say that I I think right now the the fact that we all have this kind of at essence we have this sincerity about what we're doing and our and we're trying to depict that into paint. I think that is that's that's the prime value because um, the other kinds of art that are you know making the the I don't know if you read the thousand the what was it the million dollar stuff shark. Oh, yeah, I never you, read it. Yeah, I know about it, it. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Just yeah. you know, insight into how you how you have to think at that level. What kind of charade you have to put on yeah. in order to to make? But it but it is so cynical, right? And, yeah. And so so just observing that at essence, we're different. So you're judging somebody by how they're dressing and how they're talking, and they're part of like a different gang, right? They're they're walking <laughs> down the street and they're wearing bandanas the wrong way. It's like, yeah, but you guys are like exactly alike, and you you would hang out, you'd play pool together, and you like all the same shit. 
those guys over there, they don't, they don't think the way you do. Yeah. They don't feel the way you do about life on its fundamental core. Yeah. So, so, so maybe we can avert our gaze from each, you know, shooting lasers at each other and really take a look at what's happening on a deeper, more essential level, you know? And yeah. I think maybe, maybe that's what you're touching on, but I, I feel that. Yeah. I resonate with yeah, that. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's a perfect place to end it. Because <laughs> shooting is, lasers. No, but, but that's, well, yeah, first, shooting lasers is always good, but the idea of just leaving awesome people with put a, some laser sound. <laughs> Jay Braun, get on it. Jay Braun, shooting Braun. lasers. Pew, 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 pew. But leaving people with like a like almost th- this deep mm-hmm. idea <coughs> yeah. is is so when they shut this off, I, I'm hoping that when you shut this off, that you'll in your studio or in your car or on your travel plans or whatever that you're thinking about some of this. Um, I, I really, really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, thank oh, you for thank going you. deep with us. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, thank you guys that for having me awesome. on. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was kind of intimidated at first. Everybody's done such good interviews, and you guys are super sharp. Like when I met you guys, I was like, I don't know, man. I got two, you know, really inc- incredibly minded guys <laughs> coming after me here. Thank you. Yeah, well, one really. and a half. <laughs> yeah, but um, but I, I mean, I, really, one and a quarter. Tony's I think that was. A, I, I mean, I feel he's like the quarter. Was, he's the quarter. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was a really inspiring conversation. Yeah. So oh, great. thank you. That was awesome. I think that was great. Well, and, thank you guys for having me. And thank you all for listening. And we'll all see you really soon. Keep. Oh, uh, and thank you, uh, Face Conference. Yeah. Keep giving us those us emails together. and start liking that stuff on uh, what is it? iTunes is that what? This yeah, is yeah. Please give us uh, likes high and marks reviews. on I- iTunes. For and some uh, and do you have a, do you have a website too? That... Uh, yeah, uh, www.julioreyes.com. Yeah, super simple. Pretty simple. Yeah. And check out. I mean, his 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 paintings are amazing. Yeah. Uh, when you did um, when you were doing like started playing with the balloons. In, oh yeah. In, yeah. I was like, oh, that's oh so, thanks. So good. <laughs> I appreciate it. Man. Awesome. See you all soon. Yeah. Thanks. Great. Hey, can you hear me? Uh, yeah. There you are. Now I can hear you. I thought we should probably thank people and welcome welcome them back to the uh, the podcast. What do you think? What? what uh, I think we should thank and welcome people back to the podcast. Uh, I think in this episode we have what Julio Reyes. Are you trying to like record something right now? Is that what's happening? That's possible. That was a pretty, um, I thought it was a great conversation with Julio. Okay. Stop pretending hey. like you're um, like it's breaking Lunch. up. <laughs> this is the the new intro style that we're going to do for every podcast now is me randomly calling you and you not having a clue to what we're what I'm up to. <laughs> Hang up, you fucker. <laughs>